Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I've got my co-host, Patrick. Hey. And in this episode, we are talking about the second volume of Fruits Basket. So we're just, you know, picking up where we left off uh, earlier in this month. Uh, we're going to talk by, about each of the characters one by one to start off, and after that, we're going to touch a little bit on the Zodiac again, see what types of things this volume brought to that aspect of the story, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so, as far as the characters go, I guess we should start with Toru Honda, since she is the main protagonist. So, um, if I go first, I just had, like, there was one thing that I thought was pretty nice about her, this volume, where... Um, or I, I guess there's two things that kind of go hand in hand in a way, or like they're tied together in, in some aspects. So, in the first volume, we got a pretty good... Um, image of Toru as being like this very strong person who uh, you know has gone through a lot of hardships but she you know she deals with it and you know she, she's strong enough to not uh, seem very bothered by it like that's at least the picture I had of her after only having read the first volume um, and in the second volume it kind of continues a bit in that direction, and we also see from the some of the Soma kids, boys, that she, like, they, they also perceived her somewhat like that, and um, and I think it is true to a, to, to a big big extent, and, you know, we, she, we had this, there was a pretty good, like, life lesson thing through her that basically she's happy for what she has, and she doesn't necessarily mourn over what she doesn't have, which I think is something a lot of people can benefit from. Mm, you know, learning. But toward the end of the volume, we, you know, at the New Year's thing, when when the Soma, well, Yuki and, and Kyo come, come back home and she's alone there and she's crying in front of her mother's photograph, uh, we, we see that she obviously isn't as, I guess, strong as she had seemed prior to that, but... Um, I, I, th that said though, I still think she is a really strong character, uh, you know, but, but she needs to, she needs to be able to open up about her emotions with her friends, you know, with the Soma boys. I think for me, at least right now, that's something I am very excited to see her maybe learning and, and like, yeah, basically learning to be more, more comfortable around like about that she definitely has a lot of character development to go through still but um yeah i, I can only imagine <laughs> we're very early in the story <laughs> yeah but, but, but which is good uh-huh it, it's it's good for your main protagonist to have room to develop along the way yeah so yeah like i'm, I'm very excited for that. like and it's something that i can relate to as well on a personal level because i know i can be awful at opening up about things yeah. uh that 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 are, that's troubling me, um, so yeah, it has me very intrigued here. Uh, do you have anything more on? I I do have a few more things on on Toru, but I I would like to give you the word as well for a moment. I feel like I've talked a lot. Um, we 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 do get a little bit more of a, a little bit of somewhat of a backstory to for for her mm. when Utani and. Hanajima come over to just check the house out, make make sure she's being treated well there. 
Right. Um, during the night, um, or when, when they're about to go to bed, they um, start talking t- to each other, and they they bring up a um, hat that she has. And yeah, we learn that like when she was younger, she was in a situation where she couldn't find her way home, and the boy with a hat helped help lead her home. Yeah. But she never really got a good look at the boy. Exactly. That was very mysterious. And I'm sure I'm sure that's going to become like very relevant in some way later on. Uh you probably already know it, but uh Kyo was listening in through like from the other side of the door in that scene, right? Yep. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I did get somewhat of a feeling that maybe he was that boy. Um, or maybe like if it's not him, then maybe at least he knows who it, who it might have been. At the very least, but but obviously I can't know anything for sure. That that's just some 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 speculations about that. But th- it was very nice to get that kind of little uh well start to something that might be become important, you know. Yeah, and we we do see some more of that kind of like her more strengths coming out in this um volume also um like going back to like when she um and Kyo are making rice balls and she mentions the plum analogy yeah that was really nice yeah it reminded me of the fruits basket game that was brought up in the first volume yeah where she was a always the rice ball, and now you know. I mean, obviously it's a different thing, but it reminded me of that. Like the the way she, apparently all her life she has. I don't know. Does she have a thing for rice balls? Uh, like I don't know. I I mean they're 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 a very popular food in Japan. They, I, so like I, they are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but I don't know. It, it's just fun how she. As a kid, she she was uh, referred to as a rice ball, at least in playing that game. And now, as a, a teenager, I guess, she refers to, or she makes that analogy about people being like rice balls. And if you have, like, some pickled plum on your back or whatever, you know, those, those sorts of things. Yeah. It was nice, though. It was a really nice scene. Yeah. Uh, we also get to know in this volume that a place she's been working at was apparently a Soma building, like, all along. But it had another name on it or something like that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It wasn't, like, they didn't go too much into detail there, but it was something I took note of because it felt like maybe that's something that could be important later, potentially. Yeah. Uh, And it's her first interaction with another Soma member, but we'll get to that. We will indeed. Do you have anything more on Toru? I don't think so. I, th- I think that covers most of what was in the volume. Yeah, I don't have anything more on her either. So, let's move on to Yuki Soma, perhaps. Yeah, y- Yuki. Um, we found out that he doesn't really enjoy dressing like a girl, but he'll dress <laughs> like a girl, you know, if it, if it makes people happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was that was really like. I I understand it's not fun for him, but the fact that he did it, you know, for the others, I think that was really that that was really sweet of him. 
Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and he was, he was able to cost, like, a diversion as well. Um, yeah. I think when the rabbit kid became a rabbit and they needed a, like, diversion, he... he I can't remember what he did. He did something uh, to, like, take all of the attention for, for a moment. Yeah, but what, what happened was um, the, all, all the other students were like, um, where, wh- why are this kid's like clothes on the ground and there's a rabbit? That's weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Yuki was like, well, if that's weird, then I must be weird. And then everyone <laughs> right. was like, no, Yuki, no, you're fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That that, that 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 was good though. That was that was very nice of him to you know to to be able to sort of make fun of himself in a way there, like basically bringing more attention to himself than he needed to, uh, yeah. in order to help help out the others, uh, was was pretty nice, especially since he was already uncomfortable in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he got to share a, pretty, a very nice little moment with Toru. Um, when man it's been like half a week since i read it now and i'm looking at these notes but i remember there was a nice moment when he he was still in in the dress and he and tori were like really close to each other oh yeah like looking at each other face to face and yeah that was pretty nice yeah they, they were looking at each other face to face and they were um uh what was the line they're like, oh gosh, I can't even remember now. But they they, they were like talking about something nice. Yeah, and it felt a little bit romantic in a way. It was it was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess I ship them. If uh, if that's stuff we do here, here on Umami Manga, do we do we do shipping? <laughs> we 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 do like. Hypothetical, maybe this is what happens shipping because you know, yeah. I I love he- hearing your theories about what's gonna happen in this. Like at this point, as far as, I mean, because I can only imagine there's gonna be some romance. You know, it's a shoujo manga, uh, so and we have like this reverse harem scenario where I feel like it, Toru has to end up with one of these guys, maybe right? Potentially, it's what at least what I'm feeling, and right now. Yuki is, is, you know, my number one pick, or my number one, well, the one I feel makes more sense, mo- the most sense for her to be with. Anyway, do you have anything more on Yuki? <laughs> um, I think we we do get another character moment with him, it, it along with Kyo, when, as you've already mentioned before, when they're going to the, to the Soma state for New Year's, yes. and then they're approached by Hanajima to, um... Who basically is like, hey, this will be the first New Year's that Tori spends without her mother. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh shit. Um, yeah. This was a mistake. And they run back to the house. Which was really, really nice. Um, yeah. It was actually, I, I felt like it, so, it sort of mirrored the ending of the first volume. At least the way I interpreted it. So, because the first volume kind of ended with... Toru choosing the Soma guys over her real family. Yeah. And this and this one had the Soma guys choosing Toru over their real family. 
So it's just, you know, again, it's one of those really nice, nice things where we see these characters kind of, you know, choosing their own family in a way. Yeah. So I really, really like that. Um, I guess we are sort of on, we can segue this into Kyo since we're sort of, this is related to him as well. Uh, if you want to. Um, actually, I, I do have one note about Yuki, one more note. Okay, um, do it to it. <laughs> they, they, they do also reference that he was kind of a sickly child. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That I that almost slipped my mind. Yeah, I, I just want to reference that for future's sake. Right. That's. I'm sure that's important. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A frail little little rat. Yeah. But yeah, we can yeah. move on to Kyo. Um, Let's do it. Do you want to start? Yeah. Um, in this same scene where... In the same um, chapter where um, Yuki dressed like a girl, um, uh-huh. we find out that Kyo has very cat-like instincts. Um when he wants to kind of get get out of the the like <laughs> when like all all those cats come into the classroom and yeah um like surround him which <laughs> you know happens with um the as we learn from this volume happens with zodiac members the, their animals will be like attracted to them right yeah um he decides to go to the roof, of course, because it's a high place and cats like high places. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That that, that was that was a, a nice little touch. Yeah. I I actually don't feel like there was too much on Cure in this volume. At least I didn't take too many notes for him, other than we already talked about him and uh, Yuki returning returning back to to Toru. Um, other than that, the only note I took on him was actually just about the, you know, pickled plum on, on, like, well, we, we already talked, talked about that interaction between him and Toru, but what I thought was very nice, at least, you know, from him in that scene was that he actually, he actually returned the compliment to, to Toru saying that, you know, she had a pickled plum on her back or something like that. Uh, which I guess may be a little cheesy, but I, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, it's it's you know? a very cute, <laughs> potentially romantic scene. Potentially. Potentially. Although I, I, I thought the the thing between Toru and Yuki was a little stronger, at least this volume. Of course, you know, it remains to be seen. There's still a lot to go. <laughs> but yeah, it was very nice to see him, you know, pay her a compliment like that. And I think that's it about Yuki, right? Uh, Kyo? Your Kyo, yeah, Kyo, sorry. Right, yeah. Um, want to talk a little bit about Shigure Soma? Yeah, um, a little <laughs> I, bit. I, 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 I didn't I, take yeah. too many notes. Me, me neither. Sure. I actually just have one thing, and it was, it's, it's, it's mostly like a little gag, really. Yeah. It was like the... The book he had written, Sigh of a Summer Affair, Volume 1. <laughs> it's just... Uh, like, he had written for, for his own amusements, apparently. <laughs> Shigure is a character. I, I loved that. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, do you have anything more on him? Um, we 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 do see more of, or at least I can't remember if there was any of it in the first volume, but we 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 do see him interacting with, um, Akito, a bit. Right, right. And they 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 seem kind of buddy buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, this volume was probably the first time we actually saw a little bit of interaction. In the first volume, yeah. it was only, like, implied that they had been in touch, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, this was a little bit more more on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to Akito eventually. Uh, yeah. Next uh, name I have written up here is Saki Hanajima. Yeah. Whom I actually ended up taking quite a lot of notes for, surprisingly. Oh. Um, okay. Excited to we, hear this then. We learned that she has a little brother. Oh who yeah. Looks supposedly very much like her, <laughs> both yeah. like inside and out, kind of. Uh, or well, I mean, we didn't get to actually get to know him, but but yeah, there was a little bit of a thing there, I guess. Yeah. Uh. And there was a little. Also, there was a bit of a, um, a joke when she she looks towards Shigure and just says "dog" or something like that, and then it turns <laughs> out there's just a dog behind him. <laughs> but for a moment, everyone's like, <gasps> "Wait, did yeah, she know? But... How does she know?" But then there was also the moment when she when she actually senses like a cat and rat aura from Yuki and Kyo. Yeah. So like, th- and and that one wasn't like a joke. That that was like actual. Like her her waves <laughs> doing whatever you know. Yeah, man, uh, I, I'm super interested in like seeing what what actually is she about. Like, I'm very like I'm interested in seeing if there's more to her, you know. Which I I, re- I really hope there is. Yeah. Um, I think she was even she was also reading Shigure's private book. Like the sigh of a summer affair. I think we see her in the background in some panel where she's when when she was visiting. Uh, yeah. She, she was like flipping through the pages of that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, what else did I have on her? Oh yeah, there was also a funny little panel where she was uh, like doing fortune telling at the festival. Like was just, oh, there yeah. was just, like one panel, but of course she would yeah. do fortune telling. <laughs> <laughs> like what else would she do? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I kind of have a a note on her too. Yes, um, sweet. Along with um, Utani, um, hmm? w- the, along with the character of Utani, Ariso Utani. Yep. Um, it's revealed that they made a vow on um Kyoko's grave to be there when Turo needs them. Right, that's right. Um, because Toru was apparently there for them when they needed her. Yeah. That, that, that was a really nice, sweet little scene. Very, very, very sweet. And it was also really nice to see, you know, we already mentioned it a little bit, when Saki meets up with the Soma boys when they're on their way to the family dinner. Yeah. And, you know, how she, you know, she, she knowing, knowing that Toru is going to need company over New Year's, she's, and you, she, she's able to convince them to, to go back to her. It was, you know, such a good move on her part. Really, really yeah. like that. 
I really like Saki Hanajima. Um, I, I don't know. She's she's cool. I like her. Yeah. Uh, Arisa, I didn't have as much written down on for this volume though. Yeah, yeah. She's she's in a little less, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe she'll have more time to shine later on, but um, the only thing I wrote down for here was that I, I wrote, maybe she has a thing for Shigure. It was just a, just a vibe I got. I think it was in the scene when she and, and Saki were visiting. There was something, I think there was like some look or something that just got gave me the potential idea that, ooh, what if she has a thing for Shigure? Or... If she doesn't yet, because maybe that would be strange this soon, but maybe she will eventually have a thing for Shigure. I don't. I. I, I don't know. And I'm not. I, I'm not basing this on anything solid at all. I'm just. It was just a feeling I got. Interesting theory you have there. You. You may be somewhat correct. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but hey, I'll. Uh, I'll take it. Um. Do you want to move on to the next character, or anything more on Arisa? Yeah, I think we can move on to the next character. Um, uh, let's do Momiji Soma. Ah, oh, yes, Momiji, finally. <laughs> uh, yes, I think you sent me a picture of him before I started reading this. Yeah, Momiji uh, is a really fun character. Right. Yeah, I I did not know what to think of him at first. You know, I don't know. He was just this weird German person. Yeah, half German, I mean, half Japanese. He, right, yeah. Yeah, we learned that later. But, like, at first, he just seemed like a German or, you know. Yeah, so uh, some weird German kid. He was just hanging out <laughs> at a, like, building that Toro happens to be working. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he's supposed to be younger than the others, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, it feels like that, um, but I didn't understand that at first. So I, I was just—I think I was a little bit annoyed with him, really, because he because he acted in ways that I just thought was weird. Uh, but understanding that he's younger than the others, you know, I guess that that made me think a bit better of him, since you know, if he's not as old as the others, he 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 isn't expected to act the same way as the others, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I I did think. For him to be the rabbit made did make perfect sense, really. Yeah, yeah. So that was nice. It wasn't. It wasn't like, uh, like Kagura in the previous volume, where it was just like, "What? She's the boar?" Like it. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. that surprising. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to another surprising Zodiac member pretty soon. We will. But, um, um, do you have anything more on Momiji before we move on? What I realized from, like, going through this um, volume is, like, Mobiji does a lot of heavy exposition in in oh, the no. early part of the story. Uh, oh, yeah, right. There was at least one that I that I know that you're talking about. Yeah. Where he's talking about Hattori's past. Yeah. Exp explaining and, that to, yeah. to Toru. And he also kind of explains how the Soma estate works. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. Which we'll get into when we start talking about more more about the zodiac, but right. But yeah, like it is interesting. He does like all of that kind of explaining, even though he's 
he's such he's so young <laughs> but he i guess he you know he's pretty smart i guess yeah he yeah he, he he's he, he he's been through some stuff probably Pro <laughs> probably i wouldn't know um <laughs> uh, but hey when we move on to hattori soma oh gosh so this... uh-huh I, I don't know about you but th this is like one th this is like one of the like first big emotional like story revelations in this series so far yes for sure uh i remember when i you know we mentioned when momiji told toru about his past like just hearing the explanation of it to me was really sad to hear like it was so such a tragic tale sort of you know and but then at the end of the volume we actually get to see it and we get yeah. you know more more much more details on it and Oh my god, that that just broke my heart. Yeah. It was oh. But I mean I love it. It's so I, I thought it was really, really well made and I feel a bit boring. So small tangent. Whenever I, you know, get into a story and I become a fan of a story, whatever medium it it is of, um I tend to have a certain type of character as like my f usually is my favorite type of character in various stories yeah. and Hattori Soma fits that bill perfectly he is literally <laughs> the type of character that I, that obviously would be my favorite character and so of course he has become that at least so far um but I feel I feel a bit boring and unpredictable <laughs> when it comes to that because I feel like it's so it, it's yeah it, it's always the same sorts of characters that I fall for. Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can see it now, no, knowing more about you. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed his character and his backstory and all that. Yeah. So, so much. I, I guess we should explain more about his backstory since. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, everyone listening has have read the volume, but I mean, we can absolutely uh, talk yeah. talk about it. Yeah, um, I, I, I think talking about it, I, I think, will help us get through yes. this emotional period in our lives after having <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so he is of the Year of the Dragon, supposedly, but he's a seahorse. Yeah. yeah. Which was interesting because, or at least I read in the translator's notes, you probably read them too. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the volume, that. It comes from, in Japanese, it's kind of a play on words. Because there's a term in Japanese, Tatsu no Otoshiko, something like that. Which means both seahorse and illegitimate son of the dragon, apparently. Uh, yeah. So there is, at least in, ja in the Japanese language, there is some, some kind of correlation between dragons and seahorses. Interesting. Uh, um, so that was an interesting, yeah, like an interesting kind of explanation to that, but still a bit weird <laughs> to yeah. that that he wouldn't be an actual dragon. Yeah, so uh, the, the, this definitely puts one of your theories. Um, but yes, what you say out of the water or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, last time I said or I, I speculated that Akito, since he was like the head of the Soma family, 
that he would be the dragon since that felt like, you know, the, the one that would be the leader, you know, just felt that way. But obviously I was wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, the other theory I had that has been proven wrong in this volume was that Kyo's master was the tiger, but I think that was proven wrong. I think we, we heard something about the tiger being a boy somewhere or a, like a kid. I guess it didn't throw it out of the window completely, but it just feels much less likely. We'll get to that. I'm sure we will, eventually. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, Hattori followed, you know, has been following Akito's uh, orders on, you know, how on erasing memories for a long time, and and then he met this girl who, who was also of the Soma family, uh, probably distantly, yeah, like a distant relative, I, I imagine, but, and you know, they fell in love, and, and then she learned of his secret, and she, she was found out per- that she, he becomes a seahorse, <laughs> yeah. but she was totally cool with it, she was, yeah, you know, yeah. her, her first reaction is, do you need salt water, or regular water, yeah, <laughs> just like Toru, yeah, which was, that, that was, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, but yeah, then, and then, and then, so that thing when he, he confronted Akito about marrying her or something like that, if I recall, and then, but Akito refused and he almost blinded uh, Hattori on his right, right eye? Uh, One one of his eyes eyes. anyway. Yeah, one of his eyes. And, and then the, the woman he was in love with blamed herself to it to to the point where like she became mentally ill yeah and eventually ultimately he erased her memories to save her yeah such a sad story oh my goodness yeah hatori and kana kind of go through some some bad stuff through their relationship yeah but she seems to be doing well now though because he got to see yeah. a little bit of her yeah. And Obviously, it was it, not much, but yeah, it, it's mentioned that she is either engaged or married. Like right. So she seems to be doing fine. Yeah. He's happy about that. Because, yeah. You know, right. When snow melts, comes spring. Yes. Oh my God. The volume ending with that was like, obviously, the last chapter was super heavy, but it ended on somewhat of a lighter note. With that, I think I feel. Yeah. Uh, because like amidst of that all of that sorrow that Hattori has been going through, he still believes in a hap- in happy endings. It, it, it you know at least it feels that way. Um, you yeah. know the snow will always melt for spring to come. E- even if eventually. he doesn't want to like immediately admit it to himself, right? That he yeah, believes that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still I do still feel like even though he does have a lot of darkness and in him and around him, you know, he does believe that things will be good in the end at, you know, in some, in some way. Yeah. Which I think is really, really cool. It's a great mentality to have. And I, and I think that's something that I can relate to as well. I, I, I'm also a believer of happy endings. Uh, Yeah. So I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. it's, It's as if this might be a theme of the series. Right. 
<laughs> yeah. Wink, wink, looks at camera. Uh, <laughs> too bad we don't have a camera. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh yeah, one last thing that at least I had written down about Hattori is um, that he seemed to be proud of Yuki and Toru when he learned uh, that they chose... Oh, sorry. He, he was proud of Yuki for choosing Toru over Akito at the end there. Yeah. Um, there was something about that. Uh which I which I totally respect him for, uh, like t- for him to basically support Yuki in that decision in, in making that decision at the end. There. Yeah, Tori definitely isn't a bad guy. He doesn't seem like he seems like such a guy, such a nice guy. I mean, he has a bit of a shady past with the de- deleting erasing memories and stuff, but he feels remorse over it, and yeah. he has paid for it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you want to move on? Yeah, I guess there's one more character to talk about who we've been referencing a lot here. Yes, Akito Soma. Yeah, Akito. Yeah. He... He seems to get sick a lot. Yeah. Because he wanted to go to the festival, but Hattori was like, yeah, no, you have a fever, you can't come. Right. So, right, exactly. So, and, like, especially with him, it seems like that's a pre... He seems to be... It really seems like an issue for him, maybe, somehow. Um, And I wonder, is his sickliness somehow related to Yuki's past illness? And could that have something to do with the supposed curse that plagues their family i i don't know yeah a lot of questions remain to be answered because well so we know that akito at least for now i'm gonna i'm going to choose to assume that there is something related to those illnesses um and and that this illness is related to the curse because we know that akito at least as at least out of the animals you know soma animal shifters that we know of akito is the one who is the most sickly and we also know that he is the one who seems at least seems to be the most obsessed with breaking this curse whatever exactly it is uh so i think that would make sense if this if the illness is related to the curse it made sense it makes a lot of sense for him to be that adamant about wanting to break it I guess um, that's one way to interpret it. <laughs> well, it's the only way I can interpret it right now. Uh, because, I mean, we learned that this curse has... It, it's more than just being able to transform into animals. Yeah. Or at least it seems that way. It's hinted that there's more to it than that. So maybe it's some kind of illness, potentially, maybe. Or maybe something else, maybe something more. Obviously, I don't know. But... Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about. Very interesting to think about. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything more on Akito for you? Let me just see if I took any more notes. I think we talked about everything. Uh-huh. Oh, and it's also referenced that Akito is attempting to use Tor- Toru for something. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I picked up on that as well. And apparently there's something about Toru. We don't know yet, but there's something about her that maybe, maybe she can be, you know, have a hand in breaking the curse potentially. Yeah. And this is something that apparently Kana did not have, at least according to Akito, because I think he says when when Hattori wants to marry her, Akito says something about like she's like yeah, like he wouldn't shouldn't spend like waste his time on her because she won't be able to help them, like she won't be able to help them break the curse or something along those lines. Mm. So I wonder what makes Toru so special. Because really, she and Kana seem to be rather similar. At least, at least the way that they both reacted to Hattori's seahorse. Uh, but yeah, um, there's a lot of questions. There really are. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy that. I'm. Uh, I, I really like that sort of thing in in fiction. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how all of these questions will get answered eventually. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on to the Zodiac, I think there was one other character, extremely minor, though. Oh, yeah. And I, I wasn't able to pick up on his name exactly. Like, I'm not sure if the name that I got is, like, a shortened version of a name. But Haku? Soma? Haru. Yeah. Okay, I think it was written Haku, but maybe that like was just the nickname that someone called him. Yeah, um... That, that that's the character and yeah he um talks about wanting to have like fought kyo using martial arts um ah. doing the new year's celebration but kyo didn't show up and he was kind of disappointed right right yeah Obviously, we didn't get very much on him, but but yeah, I felt we might as well mention him at least. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's uh, he's part of the family, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's it for the characters, unless you have yeah. anything else. No, I, th I think that's about it. Sweet. Then let's move on to the final topic of today: the zodiac. Yes, we, we learned quite a bit more about it. Um, yes, I, I feel like we touched on a lot of it, at least a bit already, but but yeah. Um, Momiji does explain to Toru how kind of the family estate works, where um, in the estate there's like a small like building area where um, the Zodiac members in these people who in the family members who know about the Zodiac live. And then there are the insiders, and then all the rest of the Soma family who like doesn't know about the Zodiac thing lives outside of that lives like outside of that building. Right. To the outsiders. Yeah, it's a weird, <laughs> really weird thing, but yeah, yeah, and um, Yuki and Chigure are considered insiders, but. Kyo is an outsider, even though he can turn into an animal. 
Right, but because probably because this animal is not part of the zodiac. Yeah, I I can only assume. Uh, and this, there also seems to be a clear difference. I mean, there's yeah, there is a clear difference between soma family members that do have an animal spirit and soma members that don't have an animal spirit. Yeah, uh, because I, I I I miss I must have misinterpreted something in although I guess they'd never went into depth, so I guess it makes sense that I did misinterpret this. But in the first volume, when we learned that when when Kagura came to visit. And we learned that Soma members can hug each other without turning into animals. It's it's specifically Soma members with animal spirits. Yeah. Not not just any Soma member. Because obviously we learned with Kana and Hattori, this volume, that just being a Soma mem- family member isn't enough. You have to have, a fa- have an animal spirit in order to be able to hug each other without transforming. So yeah, yeah I, guess that, I guess it just clarified that a bit in this volume. Which might help to explain why the Zodiac members all seem to, at least that we've met, all seem to have been troubled in some way. Right. Yeah. And then... Um... And we, we, also, we already touched a little bit on like this Zodiac curse, uh, that oh, it, yeah. it probably affects more than just animal transformations. And I yep. already theorized a little bit about maybe it's being some kind of illness or maybe something else, but but yeah, there's something more. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah. you also mentioned the thing about animals flocking to the people who, with these animal spirits. Yeah. Which and... is pretty interesting. I wonder if that's going to be like useful or if that's or if it's just like a humor thing. Yeah. And there, 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 there's something related to Hattori and Kana that kind of comes up with this, where Hattori blames the curse and not Akito for Akito's actions when right, he... right. That could be something to do with the curse. Definitely, um, and I feel like that still works with my theory, where he doesn't blame Akito personally because he understands that Akito is so burdened by the curse potentially 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 it's really just my speculation here but um it's uh it's yeah it's the best thing I can come up with right now <laughs> and I feel like it adds up at least based on everything that I know at the moment obviously I'm going to try to update these uh speculations as we go yeah, this is like my favorite part about this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy it as well. I really, really do. Uh, I think we're maybe maybe we're closing in on the end of the episode here, though. Yeah. Any any closing thoughts? Um. I'm I'm very happy that you've been able to meet Momiji. Right. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's just, Momiichi is such a great character. I I'm I'm excited to see more of him. I'm, I didn't, I'm excited, yeah, yeah. Like because I just based on this, I definitely enjoyed him, but I wasn't like wowed by him. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited to see more there. Like I can get why people might be turned off right away from Momiichi because he does act kind of strange. 
he, yeah, I mean, at least at first, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I did definitely warm up to him, like, throughout the course of the volume. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And actually, I'm curious about something. And this might be a little bit of a hard question to answer, but if you would be able to, just based on these two volumes, if you try to forget everything that you know that happens later on, just based on these two volumes, do you have a favorite character? Mm. Just based on what you've seen and read in these two volumes. Honestly, probably Toro. That's a good one. Uh, I definitely, she was definitely, definitely my favorite character after the first volume. And I still love her. But I did mention that, yeah, Hattori has has taken over that uh, spot yeah, for me now. Tori's right up your alley. He really is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, I think yeah. I, as I also mentioned, Saki uh, Hanajima has grown a lot for me in this volume. Yeah. So, I guess those three, like Toru, Saki, and Hatori, they're my my three my three favorites in some cool. sort of order. Obviously, Hatori is number one, but anyway, yeah. I'm I'm excited to to read volume three now. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. Sweet. Uh, so I guess I guess that's it then. Thank you to anyone who listened to this, and uh, I guess share your favorite uh, characters in the comments if you if you're listening to this on YouTube, and uh, or or say anything else except except for spoilers. Don't don't write spoilers, please. Thank you. Uh, and well, we'll see you all in well next month. I think it will be for the volume 3 discussion. Bye-bye.